Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast Show, coming to you not quite live from sunny South Florida, the Cape Compound, as well as New York City. As mentioned, this is uh, I'm your host. My name is Tommy Casabona. You have another host. His name is Ryan Q. Ryan, what's up? How you doing, buddy? How's it going? It's been a while. I know, right? Ryan is uh, chilling up in New York City, right? Yeah, it's a little cold. It's it's getting cold up here, so I'm I uh I'm very jealous about uh, your new location. Listen, the circumstances were a little wacky and things uh took a turn and I think I did uh mention that on the Patreon, but uh what I will say is that that is one area that is let's just call it a you know, a happy accident in that regard because yes, I am not wearing shoes. I am wearing shorts and that's going to be the way it is uh, going forward. And I mean, it is a nice little perk. you still beautiful out here, mid seventies, high seventies, low eighties, that type of thing. Not to rub it in everybody's faces, but we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Well, we definitely have a lot to talk about. We've been on trips since we did our last, uh, last show together and I know I debriefed one and, and you just had a chance to debrief the uh, group cruise and and uh, yeah so we're we're back cruising which is I think uh, different than when we had first really uh, put out our, our first uh, shows together we weren't cruising uh, during that time really and and now uh, it's the full swing of things so I'm yeah. getting ready to go on my next one so all right, but before we get to your next one, so your last one was a very interesting cruise. So you uh, made your way to Canada. You made your way to Quebec, Canada, and uh, the ship was, I guess, leaving from Quebec and ending in Manhattan. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah. The Norwegian Joy uh, did a nine-day – I think it did it a few times. It did a nine-day sailing up, so from Manhattan to Quebec City – and then a seven day back from Quebec to uh, to Manhattan. I couldn't join them for the first leg of the trip, so I flew to uh, I actually flew to Montreal and, and met the ship in Quebec City. Uh, and it was nice; I could just Uber home. So uh, it was a bit of a repositioning kind of cruise approach for me. So it was interesting. I saw cruises like that kind of happening. Uh, I know during the summer months, even late summer months, early fall months, that's a pretty popular itinerary. And I know there's various stops along the way. I think the most prominent being like uh, Halifax or uh, uh, Bar Harbor, 
Even sometimes Boston is in the mix, but there are others. Uh, you mentioned Sydney and LeBay. What what do you like most about that itinerary in general? Well, it's a relaxing cruise. Uh, I was probably the youngest person on the ship by a lot, by a lot, but uh, it really makes for a relaxing trip because, uh, in a way, everyone's you know more mature, less families. Uh, less uh, less craziness because everyone's getting up early. You're in port every day, uh, and people are trying to make the best of their fall uh, you know fall foliage uh, sailing. So I do this pretty frequently. So I can still uh, still party it up a bit. And and I didn't get off the ship uh, early mornings. I I slept in for the most part, but I did get to go to a few new places on this sailing. So. Uh, for it leaving Quebec City, you know, it's far enough north where I got to to visit like La Bay and Sydney and, and Cornerbrook, uh, uh, Newfoundland. And so uh, those areas, you know, th- those ports I never get to on a seven-day round trip New York because it, they just don't have the time to get up there. Uh, so those are real small towns. Uh, you know, the ship will come in. I, and I, In fact, I talked to a lot of the locals. The Joy was like the largest ship they've ever had docked <laughs> in some of these places. So the influx of the town, I mean, it was it was really something uh, interesting because we overtook these small, small towns. But it, it was great. It was a relaxing time. It was uh, still still warm, warm-ish up there. Um, some some rain, but it was a great cruise. It was a, a relaxing cruise and, and uh and I like that. It's just a different kind of experience than than your beach vacations. That's what I was going to ask you. So, like crowd wise, you mentioned it. You, you you said that it was a little bit on the older side, and you were more, you know, if not, you know, one of if one of if not the youngest on the cruise. And I know you like to, you know, have yourself a little bit of a uh, a couple of fingers of whiskey in the night air. And uh, you know, was there any <laughs> kind of excitement to be had at all whatsoever? Did you? Meet any people who might want to kind of, I guess, push the uh, push the envelope when it comes to. No, I, I, it doesn't sound like it's a huge nightclub crowd, but was it like a bar crowd? Was it a fun crowd? Were there people out there that would kind of like look to cruise the way you cruise? Uh, yes and no. I, for the most part, no. I'd say, uh, but I, you know, I knew I, I'd been on the Joy in May. I've been on the Joy many times, and I, I knew a lot of the crew, so. Again, you know me. I immerse myself in that in that dynamic. So I was just hanging out with a lot of the bartenders that I know over the years, and even many different ships, and uh, you know, met up met up with some of them on land. Even so, I you know, it's some of those people I'm really close to, and so they made for a great a great trip. But in terms of fellow passengers, everybody was getting up early. You know, we had port day after port day, and. Uh, and so some people were boozing it up at night, but there wasn't really much of a scene. All the parties were in the atrium, which is a, another uh, point of, uh, to consider because all of these Canada and New England cruises, none of the party, they don't have any deck parties. So that that takes away from it. I, I didn't even go to any of the parties in the atrium. Um, you know, so there wasn't much of a night crowd uh, per se. And, and, and even on the Joy, those have been on it. They have more of a dungeon nightclub kind of feel the the bars in one room and it just i don't know it just doesn't work for me i don't like their nightclub so that on top of the fact that nobody was really partying uh you know i i did my own thing though that doesn't that doesn't stop me i like i said i connected with all the crew members and 
plenty of drinks were were uh, consumed. I did upgrade to the premium plus on, on that cruise too. Oh wow! So okay, lots of wine, uh, high end wine, high end scotch. So yeah, you got to get your money's worth if you're going to do that because they're getting crazy when they start doing that multi multiple levels of uh, drink packagery. But uh, I wanted to ask you also, and and you kind of segued into it a little bit comparing nightclub stuff. You know, you know, you get on the Norwegian breakaway and they're still running with bliss. Now it's the bliss on Norwegian breakaway is a lot different than the bliss on ships like gem and Pearl, as we know, but right. when they hit uh, escape, they started to transition the nightclub scenario. And I thought the sky bar on escape works very, very nicely as a nightclub. Uh, and it, and it's kind of like, is it, is it in the same spot where it's sort of like a little bit aft and maybe, um, a little bit aft of the casino. Is it the same kind of area? It's not, and uh, it's not. It's actually where Le Bistro would be oh, on the okay. escape. So the Joy is is kind of a puzzle piece ship, you know, because they've you know they rebranded it and and uh, and did a lot of upgrades. So that ship is not any anything like really the other ships, uh, the other big ships. So the like Maltings is down where like teppanyaki would be uh, the, the, the social is where like the uh, lay bistro would be. Right. So it, it's all kind of different. And I don't particularly like that. I like my maltings up on the waterfront with windows, not like in this dark room in the, ba- in the bowels of the, of the ship. Yeah. I would <laughs> but imagine. their, their nightclub is, is interesting. It's not the open, layout like you're referring to on the escape like the skyline there's no door to walk in right it's just sort of out in the casino atmosphere and i like that too but there, i mean there's no i don't know I, it's not that there's no privacy but it's a, it feels like almost part of the casino when it's like yes, that it i agree i like the the feel it, it's more open it's not stuffy but um but it's not like a separate venue whereas on the joy it's a, it's a separate venue but it's you know, it's, it's, uh, it's down and kind of out of the way. So it's, it's interesting, but you know, they're trying to re re, uh, well, they were rebuilding the ship really from what they intended it to be. So, right. Well, that's what it is. And that's why when you go into the hospitality field and the nightclub field, whatever it is, that's why you're taking such a big risk because, you know, I don't always, if you asked me, I would say I like the brick and mortar style more uh, on a particular ship. If I, I feel like if I'm going to a venue on a ship, I like to be able to open a door and be in that venue, kind of like the, you know, in that same type of area, the Howl at the Moon concept or whatever it is. Uh, but the truth is, sometimes it does work. And what works in uh, one set of circumstances may not work in other set of cir- circumstances. And it's just about creating a vibe. And the people who are really, really good at what they do, they understand what that vibe is going to be. And even the people who are really, really good at what they do, they're going to miss sometimes. And there really is no explanation to how or why something's going to work in many cases. But that's why it's just kind of tough to do because I, I, I agree with you. I like, a, I like a lot of brick and mortar inside, open the door, go in. Um, as long as it's in a good area of the ship. But again, I do feel like for whatever reason that sky bar uh, feel worked on, on escape. Yeah. Yeah. And it probably lends itself better for that market too, because I mean, when it's a brick and mortar style, you have to go there intentionally. Whereas on this kind of itinerary with this demographic of people, 
they stumbling on the skyline bar, you know, being that it's out in the open probably would have lended itself better to a nightclub, a more lively nightclub, because I mean, there was like a dozen people in the joy uh, nightclub because it was out of the way. There was nothing there, right? If you're already in the casino having fun, you know, you go to the nearest bar, boom, you're in the nightclub. So I think it, the escape layout would have been better for, for, for the Canada and New England sailing that I went on, but yeah. I still had a great time. Great. No, because I, I've, um, prior to going on escape, I researched it. I research, I do it. I do my homework on, on most of the ships prior to me cruising. And yes, while the sky, the skyline bar sounded attractive to me, it sounded like more of an extension of the casino. I think it has a couple of games in it or near it where right, you can kind of gamble. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, okay, that's kind of cool. You could see a bunch of skylines, probably just a cool place to chill out. And even in the, I guess the, you know, the write-ups on it, nobody, I didn't see a lot of people, uh, billing it as the nightclub. And I didn't find out that it would be the default nightclub until I was actually on the ship. Um, but it's a, it's a nice room. I like the room, but, uh, so you, you were on a couple of cruises. You debriefed one of your cruises, uh, did a, as usual, excellent job holding it down solo. So I tried to, I guess, return the favor. So I, you know, gave you a week off and I debriefed my celebration group cruise where we had a great time. So either of those episodes, if you haven't heard them, check them out, go back uh, and, and, you know, hear about the, the cruises we did take. But I am happy to be back together. But yes, yeah, you did do the, uh, the, the the Joy Cruise recently. I did a Margaritaville cruise and we, me and you were messaging a little bit back and forth and. I'm kind of going to stand by what I say in that if you went on it with the right expectation, this is a cruise ship and a cruise getaway that I think is right up your alley, Ryan. Yeah. And now you have me excited to, uh, to try it out. I mean, I'm not going to fly there just for it, but if I can bundle it with something else, uh, I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't shy away from any, any cruise really. And, and my expectations, uh, you know, I always kind of, tailor my expert expectations with what, you know, I'm kind of signed up for. So like in December, I've got the vision of the seas, Royal Caribbean. I'm not expecting much from that. You know, I'm looking at some of these ship tours and I haven't been on the vision yet. And it's a small, small ship. There's like a handful of bars and it's a longer cruise. So I'm kind of preparing myself to be the youngest on board uh, that, uh, that sailing as well. So, I mean, it, I tailor my expectations as, as I guess what I'll say to, to the ship, the itinerary and uh, and so you know when I see these uh, these reviews of Margaritaville at sea, I mean I have a certain level of expectations, and I think you did too. And in a way, you were very uh, pleasantly uh, surprised uh, by your experience, and and I am uh, I am looking forward to getting on that ship one day. Well, that's that's what it was. You know, I I had made a couple of friends at the aft pool bar, and the bartender was over the top fun uh you're talking about a guy who who made it his business i mean to, that's always to me if you know of anybody who's ever thinking about being a bartender or you yourself want to be a bartender of course you need to know how to make good drinks but the best thing you could possibly be if you really want to make money and if you want to make money for the establishment is get people talking to each other get people sitting there, introduce people to each other. That one and two drink turns into three or four drinks and then who the hell knows what. But what I, well, my point is that 
you know, I spent a good amount of time at that aft pool, which is usually, as many people know, uh, I've discussed at nauseum. That is my favorite part of the ship usually. But I was just sitting there and I had the thought. I'm sitting next to like a couple of couples, uh, a, a, a single girl here and there, uh, another guy who comes and goes, another couple, and just a fun bar crew. And then I got my drink. The sun is going down. I'm looking over the edge of the ship and seeing this perfect. There's a pool to my left. I'm like, what's missing? What is missing right now from what my favorite parts of cruising is? The answer was nothing. The answer was absolutely nothing. And yes, I got a big whopping full spoon serving of cruise, pure cruise bliss. And, um, yeah, you know what? Yes, it probably did have to do with the expectations, but there's also speaking to your vision point. Uh, there is something to be said about a cruise ship where, you know, you really don't have to think about the geography. You know what I'm saying? You you don't really have to kind of, I guess, be hesitant at all to go wherever you want to go, do exactly what you want to do. Not that you really are anyway. But when you do know when you're on the uh, allure of the seas and you happen to be at the wipeout bar and then there's something going on, maybe at Playmakers on the boardwalk, you may think twice about going. You know what I mean? Because it's a little bit of a trip. That doesn't happen on these types of ships. These smaller ships, again, am I say, am I am I am I looking through rose colored glasses? Yes, a little bit. But I'm just talking about stuff that's real and stuff. That, if I wanted to go to the casino, that's exactly where I was going. If I wanted to go to the Atrium, that's where I was going. If I wanted to go to, you know, the, 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 the what, what was it called? I forgot what it was called. It was like the piano bar right outside the casino, uh, the main showroom, not the main showroom, but, you know, that little performance area, dance floor area, that secondary showroom. They had that. All of it was just you were there. 35 seconds, a minute, you were there. And I think you're going to get a nice little taste of that. And I think you're going to enjoy it when you're on um, Vision of the Seas. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, it's kind of back of your hand, kind of uh, navigating on those small ships. So I, the smallest royal I've been on is Serenade. So I think Vision is uh, is not far from that. Um, so I know kind of what to expect. But it'll be great to go back to that that kind of experience and and that layout. Because, yeah, you're right. You don't even have to think about anything. And it, yeah. and it just flows kind of uh, seamlessly, you know, whereas you have to almost plan your route on these large ships. And, but that's fun too. That's why, that's why I'm saying I never shy away from any, uh, any cruise and, and, uh, and I am looking forward to the Margaritaville at sea. I just thought it was a, a good opportunity to kind of uh, pick on you because I, I've seen all of these reviews coming out of the Margaritaville at sea. And then, and then I'm hearing about the great time you had, and it and it it's great actually. It's it is really great. And uh, sometimes I wonder if these content creators are just creating more noise than than is actually needed because uh, you watch some of the the TikToks and such, and it's like, wow, I'd never want to get on that ship. And, I don't I don't begrudge you, the, uh, I don't begrudge them for for saying what they say either because you know what I, I mean Margaritaville at sea is not paying me. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't have any uh, specific loyalty or emotional ties to them. I'm just giving my feedback based on my expectations. And yes, you know what? Maybe these content creators are right to make sure that people do understand that this is not, I mean, it is what it is. I, mean, I, I just like also because of these older ships too, I just feel like nowadays, just like anything, 
the the suits take over, the people, the decision makers, the uh, number crunchers take over. And there's a formula on every cruise ship nowadays, and everybody knows how to make so much money off of every square inch and foot of every cruise ship. And I think back then, it was a little bit more of um of a, of a, of a, a little bit of a wild west type of scenario. People would take a few more chances. People didn't necessarily have it down exactly how I can extract dollars from you around every corner. So you'll see things that don't necessarily make economic sense. Maybe dare I say mistakes if you would look back at them. But I like them. I like looking at these things, seeing interesting things and nooks and crannies and spaces and areas on the ship that you know wouldn't be built today. And uh, yes, absolutely, Margaritaville didn't disappoint in that regard either. You know they're doing a uh, they, they bought another ship. You knew about that, right? Did they? No, I don't. I don't think I did. Yeah, they bought another ship, and I think it was a Costa ship. And the everybody's talking about you know what's going to happen with this other ship. Now, I I think they're going to keep both ships because they used to run with two. So this one that I was on previously was the newer version, and. Uh, they had an older version, which was the original Carnival uh, Paradise, I think it was. The Carnival, the original Carnival Paradise. And this was an updated Costa ship. And now they're buying an even newer ship because I think they scrapped or sold. the. I know they scrapped or sold one or the other, the Paradise. So now they're going to be back up to two. But this is going to be a almost like a regular-sized cruise ship almost. And they're going to – I don't believe it can fit in the Port of Palm Beach. So I think the the rumor on the ship, if you listen to the crew, and what a great crew, uh, they said they think it's going to Tampa. So uh, – hmm. The you know that was a little disappointing from everybody because I did meet some real loyalists that were on this cruise ship that did did it semi frequently, and again it just oh I, wow I equated to the cruise crackhead you know what I mean like I said if you're just re- if what you really like out of cruising is the sun the sea the 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 ocean the drinks the bonding with the crew you know the the main dining room type that type of thing if you just want a little you if you want your little cruising fix. And right, I freaking booked this thing two hours before it left, which I didn't even know you could do. It was just great. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, a gentleman out of nowhere uh, named Gino came up to me, and it, it was the perfect time, too, because I was just kind of standing at the top of the Lido deck, a little disappointed that the gym didn't have any ellipticals. So I was in the middle of deciding whether I was going to maybe run walk the jogging track. The, the field turf that they have up there, or if I was going to go into the gym and maybe sweat it out for a couple of miles on the treadmill and, uh, you know, put, put my knees at that risk. Um, but I'm standing there trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my mind. And a gentleman named Gino just walked over and said, have you ever played pickleball? I'm like, let's do it. Let's, let's get it on. So I'm freaking playing pickleball for, for a half hour, which, you know, I wanted to quit 15 minutes into it, but I'm like, yeah. Gino, Gino's not breaking a sweat. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, leave him hanging that quick. But I toughed it out, so I got a half hour workout in. It was phenomenal. I mean, the the burger bar is no guy Fieri's Fieri's, however he says his name, but it is an attractive burger. It's a good bur- attractive burger. Like I said, it was a it was a good looking burger. I don't think they give it the same love that they give the guys. It's not as as much seasoning going on, but. You know, there's something about it. You're in, you're in uh, Freeport, Bahamas. You're at the five o'clock somewhere bar. You're getting a cheeseburger on a Jimmy Buffett ship, and 
I don't know. All all seemed right in the world, Ryan. Now, yeah. So you you lose me when we start talking about drink packages. So I I know you were sharing a little bit about their their approach. Uh, what discounted ten drinks or something, but. But how long was the cruise, actually? Correct. I understand what you're saying, but there is a little bit of a redemption quality here. So the cruise leaves at 3.30 on a given day. You sail through the night, wake up in Freeport, spend the day in Freeport, and you debark the following day. So you debark uh, what is technically, you know, so it's two days of cruising. If you're counting days like regular cruise ships, count them, and you debark on the third day. But- Yes, you oh, can. Oh wow! So, oh, yeah. so no sea day. Uh, well, you can embarkation day. You can consider that a sea day if you wow. want. But yeah, no, no full on sea day. Correct. All right, so it's not too bad. You can you buy two of those ten ten drinks? Buy as many as you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so they so they um so I did buy that. I bought one, and again I've set it at nauseum more in the old days than recently, uh, because it just hasn't kind of come into play, but. Yes, you find that right bartender and you initially give that $20 off the top tip and you're good. You're, you you won't need more than 10 drinks. And uh, they made sure of that and to the point where, and this is saying a lot for me, I had to say to, to them, uh, hey, you're trying to kill me out here? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, no, they get you where you want to go, and no, and you know what? It will fall short in your eyes because I know you like a, you have, you have a, a taste for some of the finer things sometimes. But I didn't test the waters when it when it came to that. I didn't see, you know, I didn't ask what their bourbon collection was or anything like that. You know, I'm a little bit more of the, you know, yeah, you, no. you, you get me there where we're friends type of thing. But yeah, I don't know if they have, I don't know where where they're going. No, because I mean, I wouldn't get off in Freeport, right? I would probably stay on board and and. Uh... Oh, that's Hang exactly what I did. That. I did. Yeah. I didn't get off. At one point, I want to because I do have uh, affection for the Port Lucaya. It was my first ever, if you want to call it a cruise, on Discovery Cruise Lines out of Port Everglades back in, I don't know what is it, but probably the year two thousand. And uh, it was it, it just it, it's a nice little place. Of course, it's not going to blow you away. It's not Cozumel. It's not St. Thomas. It's not you know. Ocho Rios, but you know, it is a nice little walk around and there's some stuff you can do. I still, to this day, well, I haven't snorkeled in forever, but maybe out of the maybe eight or nine times I've snorkeled, there was nothing compared to, you know, snorkeling in Grand Bahama that I've seen. Um, and yeah, they do have a bunch of resorts that you can kind of just stumble upon and, you know, you could just take, hey, what do you want? Eh, I just want to drink. Okay. 50 bucks. Give me a wristband. You're good all day you know what i mean that type of thing you know but it's nice it was a nice it was a nice trip it was a last minute trip and uh a little rough debarkation was a little rough because you know they listen cruise lines terminals whoever the powers that be are please everybody get the facial recognition uh the customs whatever you call it passport uh, identification, you gotta, you gotta get us out of there quicker. It just took forever. It's just like, you know, we pushed an hour trying to get out of there. And yeah, I decided that it would be a good idea to, um, debark the morning that I was starting, a uh, my, my first day at a new job was it worked out though. It was fine. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a cruise coming up 
in a few days, and uh, I'm getting off the ship. Uh, I'm debarking and getting home for my 9 a.m. meeting. So. Oof. Yeah, I'm I, I'm used to it, but yeah, I I don't get that gap day anymore. Wait, because, 9 a.m. Uh, uh, so that you're gonna cut it close. I know you're going right to New York City, but you know sometimes that when I when I got off the breakaway one time, I mean they were. If if the if one guy doesn't show up at uh, at the customs office, you, you you're backed up. Yeah, you know it's a 15 minute Uber, so you know I, I just kind of time it right. And if and if it's not going to happen, I take the call from the ship. Yeah, you know it's so interesting. luckily I have yeah. that flexibility. But, but that was yeah, that was my first experience as, as far as like uh, having the last night of the cruise be like a school night. That was my first experience. Oh, it's it. terrible. Yeah. It's depressing. For yeah. me, it is. I'm always depressed by it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was. I was for sure. I um, it settled in, you know, and especially starting a new job. It's just that's just anxiety ridden. You talk about Sunday scaries. Uh, obviously, it wasn't Sunday, but just kind of like just knowing you're going into, you know, you got to be ready to impress. You got to meet, you know, p- you know, new people. You got to, um, you know, have you know, pretend you like these asshole. I'm kidding around, but I'm just saying you. Ha- there's a lot you have to. You're on. You're on you're auditioning basically your first day of your job and you're like at around seven, eight o'clock, you got the buzz going. It starts to set in. You know what? There's no nightclub tonight. You gotta, you, you gotta get off this damn thing at eight 30 in the morning and you gotta be ready to go. Um, that's how, you know, we have a problem. You know, that <laughs> when, when the night before your first day of work, you're uh, on a ship somewhere. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. So where are you go? That's so how we roll. Where's the next cruise going? What are you, what are you going on? I'm leaving uh, on Friday morning, uh, long weekend, five day. I'm upset it's only five days, but it uh, it'll work out for what I need. So uh, it's the escape to Bermuda. Okay, is there an overnight in Bermuda there? Yeah, one night. So we'll get there at like eight a.m. on uh, Sunday. Sunday is like going to be my big day to uh, to do my uh, big my. Uh, not so famous pub crawl around the island. <laughs> and then uh, Monday I'll stay on board because we leave at, uh, I think, 3, 3 p.m. Monday. So Sunday is kind of the big one day. So, so how is that? So how is the Bermuda? So that's, again, I got two main things that are on my crew. Well, let's call them three. My three front and center cruise goals are a Southeast Caribbean run, Barbados, St. Lucia, the whole bit, uh, Bermuda, with an overnight and sailing on the quantum class that for some reason loves to just be out of the United States for some reason. Uh, So having said that Bermuda, that's the move. You got a good, there's a, there's a good pub crawl to be had over there. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I'm a huge advocate for Bermuda. I love it. It's probably my favorite Island in general, Mm -hmm. generally speaking. So I, uh, I've, and I've been there many times and, um, I had friends that were on, uh, on the Island last week and it was still, you know, 80 degrees and the water temp was high seventies. So that was, uh, that was good to hear because, um, I figured ah, it's too cold mid November to be there. It'll be the latest I'll be, uh, visiting Bermuda. I've done a few of the Halloween cruises to Bermuda, but never kind of mid November, uh, so I was nervous, but the weather's looking good so far. Uh, but I, I think I'm still gonna stay, you know, stay away from the beach, 
usually on my three days, we've got a lot of seven day cruises out of New York to Bermuda. And I, I say three days because you really get two full days. And then the last day is kind of your half day. And the first day is always, well, first and second day, it depends on the weather. So the best of the two days, weather wise, I'll go to the beach. The other of the two days, I'll do this big pub crawl. And then on the third day, which is the half day, I reserve it for really exploring Dockyard, which is the area surrounding the ship. Uh, So you're close enough to the ship. You go have uh, lunch or shop a little bit, and then you get back on board. So I always reserve that for the the short day to stay close to the ship. Uh, But the big pub crawl, yeah, the benefit about cruising with Norwegian uh, to Bermuda is they offer a complimentary ferry from Dockyard all the way to the other tip of the island, St. George's. And so I always take advantage of the first ferry over to St. George's, and then I work my way back through the uh, through the bus system uh, and do a big pub crawl across the island. So driving from one end to the other, by the way, is, is like an hour without stopping. So there's a lot to cover on that on that journey. And of course, I found uh, every pub uh, and bar <laughs> between the two the two tips of the island. So uh, it's fun. I mean, I, the bartenders recognize me, and uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because you know when the the bartenders in Bermuda recognize you. I don't know. It's uh, I, I understand when they recognize me on the ship because I just live there. But uh, but in Bermuda, yeah, they always surprise me and uh, and and remember me. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Risky, I, a little I risky too, way. though. No. You want, you don't want any trucks breaking down with that kind of a drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or the bus drivers are on on uh you know the uh What am I trying to say? You're going to have to edit this one. <laughs> on strike. Or the bus drivers oh, are on strike. Oh, okay, that'll that happen here a lot there. there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But it's it's fun. There's a lot of pubs. Yeah, White Horse in St. George's, Wahoo's St. George's. Then you work your way over to the Swizzle Inn. You get a jug of uh, rum swizzle there. Swizzle in and swagger out. And uh, then I get over to Hamilton, and there's a lot of great bars in Hamilton. And and even if you don't want to do the full island kind of experience, if you just take the ferry from Dockyard into Hamilton, which is where the ships used to dock, the smaller cruise ships. Uh, used to dock there, but now they've outgrown it. Uh, so it's right downtown Hamilton, which is the city-like uh, you know feel uh, of the island. So right. there's a lot of great restaurants and bars and shops and and things to see in Hamilton. So I always uh, hop around there, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to Bermuda since May. So see, this I'm, is uh, uh, excited. This is this is not what I need to hear because. I gotta, I, I gotta, as I, I have, as I normally do, a hankering to maybe, you know, hit the keys. Uh, and I think I'm just kind of going back and forth between, you know what, you don't need to friggin' ram all these trips into one, you know, you just got down here, you just starting a job. But then I'm also thinking, eh, go do it, get it out of your system and then shut it down for the holidays. You won't have to do it. I don't know. You're, you're kind of inspiring me to, 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 get down there tomorrow if i know you got you got this coming up you know what i'm seeing some youtube videos i want to i want to reconnect with some of those key west bars the captain tony's the irish kevin's the the sloppy joe's and the the tomfooleries and kind of really immerse myself in just the old school bar culture that exists down there 
I don't know. It I've might happen been. tomorrow. You haven't done it yet, right? You would crush it down. That is tailor made oh, yeah. for you as well. I mean that no, that I'd whole Duval crawl has has Ryan Q written all over it. Um, and I that's going to be a celebrated day when Ryan Q meets the Duval crawl. We are going to uh, we're going to commemorate that day for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I booked this trip a few days ago, so uh huh. What I'm, I would uh, not quite two hours before, but uh, still within the same week of departure. <laughs> still counts. Still counts. All right. So as we often do, Ryan and myself, we will kind of, you know, we'll talk us some cruising. And this is what happens. And a lot of times we'll um we'll have a little bit of a tentative schedule scheduled for the show and then we'll kind of go over. But I did want to before we get into the emails, just kind of go over a couple of things um that is happening that's kind of current and um looking at some of the news in the Norwegian Aqua. And uh, we know about the Prima. We know about the Viva. Uh, of course, these are beautiful cruise ships. Norwegian is very, very proud of these ships, uh, as they should be. But in the case of Aqua, uh, which is set to uh, set sail in April of 2025, and bookings are open now. Uh, she's going to do some Bahamas and Eastern Caribbean runs. Now, the Prima class was obviously by design a rare step back in size from its predecessor, the Breakaway Breakaway Plus class ships. And uh, the reviews have been mixed. Let's just start there. What have you heard? What, have you done the Prima or Viva? No. Okay, what have you heard about these ships? Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews too, and uh, you know, uh, from a different from different groups of people. I, I mean, I really uh, trust my my uh, frequent cruiser friends, and and a lot of them are you know defy status and you know ambassador status with NCL, and they've made it on the newer the new ships, you know, Prima Viva, but uh, they didn't like it. So, but at the same time, they're so accustomed to. Uh, these these other classes of ships, you know, um, that I think they weren't quite, you know, we talk about expectations. Maybe they weren't quite uh, ready for for that experience, and they were going into it having the expectation of a of an escape, a joy, uh, you know, those kind of ships. So I don't know. I I can't um, I can't speak to it personally. I do want to get on on those ships. I just kind of wait for the new car smell to to wear off. And, and you know me, I, I want a deal. So you're not getting any deals on Prima or Viva nowadays. So right. we'll have to wait for that to drop in price a bit. Um, but yeah. I've also heard people that love it. You know, they love the indulge food hall concept uh, that kind of replaced the traditional buffet style uh, concept um, where it's food truck kind of little booth kind of grouped by, food type and you order from an iPad and, and that, that to me is appealing because I really don't enjoy the uh, basic buffet uh, concept uh, and it takes the people and tongs away from, from it. <laughs> uh, so I heard a lot of great things about the indulge uh, food hall and, and the food in general. Um, also the, the open air, air spaces. So I think the Haven's taken up a, a lot of outdoor space, uh, which can be a bit controversial, but uh, even that, uh, area you know the the ocean boulevard uh whatever they're calling it on the prima viva i heard that's bigger and better and they have got uh, pools on mid you know midship now pools and so yep. i i'm excited about the idea i mean nothing from the videos or content uh 
is is making me reconsider my interest on those ships. I, I think it's appealing. I'm ready for something different. In a way, I, I'm on all of these ships so often that they really are just a copy paste, you know. And I am looking forward to uh, mixing it up a little bit. And and the Aqua, I mean, the Aqua looks even even more different. So um, I'm excited for it. Yeah. So the the complaints that have been out there, you know, and again, take it with a grain of salt. Listen to listen to them. Don't listen to them. But what you have heard is that what they tried to do was make a conscious decision to make the ship smaller, but they still wanted to add a bunch of new features. So that kind of maybe contradiction put them in a little bit of a pickle to where, you know what, they want to introduce all these new things, but they also wanted to make the ship a little bit smaller than they usually have them as far as, you know, progression going from one class to another. So those two things maybe worked against each other. That's one of the complaints you'll see. Uh, pricing on some of the amenities, uh, they say they were a little bit out of control. Like supposedly like Wi-Fi is like $300, but it was spotty at best. You didn't get a, get a good Wi-Fi. And then they said, again, going along with the first point, a lot of the venues, they put a bunch of venues on there, but a lot of these venues, these ultra popular venues that Norwegian has become known for uh, were smaller. You know what I mean? Like, like most notably, uh, Sid Norman's poorhouse. You hear about people who are just getting shut out of Sid Norman's poorhouse, and that is one of their favorite things to experience on a Norwegian ship. So, those are a lot of the complaints. But, um, some of the, I guess, some of the details about Aqua that are going to, I guess, distinguish itself from the again, and it's like this is a new trend too. You start a new class of ships, you don't change the class, you just make an ultra or premium or uh, elevated version of that same class, and there's no different here. So this is an Aqua Plus class ship, and ten uh, percent is the number that they're throwing out there in both size and capacity that it will be bigger. It'll hold. 3,571 people at double occupancy, and um, that's up from the Viva. She held a 3,219, so a couple of hundred more people at du double occupancy will be you know, able to fit on this ship. Uh, but interestingly enough, it's still less than the breakaway class uh, in terms of ships like the Joy, which do top out at 3,804 uh, at double occupancy. And a side note, I looked up these numbers did you have any idea that the breakaway holds more guests than breakaway plus class ships? Now, they did build bigger ships for breakaway plus, and that's why they're aptly named. But if you look, I, I looked up several different sources. The breakaway holds more people. Uh, did, did you even know that? No, no. I know the joy is going to uh, go into dry dock in January to be adding uh, more cabins. So I don't know how the joy compares to the breakaway, but I always thought that the bigger the ship, kind of the more passengers it held. And, and uh, I'm not surprised yeah. by what you're saying, but I know that there's now a plan. You, you know, we talk about uh, dollars and square feet. Uh, I'm sure they have a, the, the new team at NCL has got a plan to optimize even the uh, breakaway plus class ships to have more cabins. So who knows? Yeah. Well, without saying it, this is what, you know, this is what they were saying about Norwegian, and this is what they're. I guess they were. They were hopefully, hopefully, 
establishing some leverage to be able to charge like they told you they were going to charge you more. Like Norwegian has famously come out and said, we're not discounting, we're charging you more, if anything. And uh, I think that's what they were trying to do with this class of ships. They were saying basically a, a selling point was that we're going to have less passenger counts on these ships because of the fact that we want to make sure that the experience is good. And to me, that was them now they'll never say they weren't going to say it yeah we're on a you know what, what's the premium line like a like a celebrity or a princess but i felt like they were trying to blur the line a little bit between their current mass market status and maybe delving a little bit closer into that premium type of thing and that's why they were going to be able to uh, command a couple of more dollars but just a couple of bullet points on what uh, the Aqua class is doing and what some of the things that they're, uh, you know, the, some of their highest selling points are. Obviously, the Haven, ship within a ship concept, uh, upscale experience. They're going to have their first, Norwegian's first ever three bedroom duplex suites. Um, you know, this is going to be the largest Haven in the fleet. They're going to have 123 suites. Uh, you know, famously they have the butlers. Those butlers are going to be busy running around trying to cover 123 suites. Uh, this is interesting, Ryan. And this is what, you know, kind of pertains to me and you a little bit here. The solo cabins. We all know the little time machine, little capsules that we have to live in, in a friggin' solo room, solo state room on Norwegian ships, which you know what? God bless them because we're happy that you made them. Even though, even though the line has also been blurred about how much money you're actually going to save on these solo cabins. It sometimes it becomes more, it makes more sense to just buy a, you know, double occupancy room. So do you save that much nowadays? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes no. Um, but interestingly, those solo cabins are now going to be built with some with ocean view rooms and solo balconies. What do you think about that? That'll be great. I think Royal Caribbean has a few solo balconies. So, um, so as a concept, I don't think they're the first to introduce it. But uh, I, yeah, I'm always, I'm always uh, looking for uh, for uh, things for solo uh, passengers, and so I'm, I'm glad that Norwegian continues to be committed to uh to the solo traveler and you're right sometimes it's not the most uh, uh economical choice but just the fact that they're including it in the design you know time and time again is is important for me as a cruiser so uh it's good to see that yeah i'm just saying it's, it's, it's my the my the travel agent in me is like my mind is already red it's like have fun with that there's not a whole lot of categories and uh rate codes and all sorts of things yeah. you're gonna have to be dealing with now but that's all right looks like they're gonna have an aft pool ryan i don't know if you've heard i i am a fan of the aft pool did you know that <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be good it'll be good i i know you're a big fan of it i am too in fact that's the, when we met we were we were uh, enjoying a drink on the gem aft pool. No, yeah, not aft pool, aft bar, which aft uh, bar. which you can appreciate that too. But yeah, I, that's right. You 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 also like the pool, the pool there as well. Definitely, uh, looks like they are building a larger version of Ocean Boulevard, which is their kind of outdoor area. I love the concept. I love that they do that as far as, you know, just a general, I guess, you know, mainstay in their hardware is having that uh, Ocean Boulevard area where every restaurant has an inside version and every restaurant has an outside version. And it kind of just happens that way around the circumference of the ship. It'll be connected by, in this case, a 
nice big uh, glass bridge, which a lot of the ships are doing nowadays. The sports court looks wild. So this is going to be a sports court. You're going to be playing basketball, tennis, pickleball, whatever you want during the day. And uh, it looks ultra like almost like, um, I don't know, like a laser tag room or something like that. And the floor is going to be LED. And here's where cruise lines get in trouble. And here's where they lose me a little bit. Stop creating a dual function for the nightclub. So it doesn't work when Royal Caribbean does it uh, on the ice skating rink. It didn't work when Carnival was trying to do it in the main theater, which is why they moved it to the limelight on their Vista class of ships. And I'm sorry, Ryan, it's not going to work here when one minute you're going to have kids playing dodgeball and then you got to clean up an hour later. It's going to be nightclub time in, in the, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm just build, build a, build me a good solid nightclub on a damn cruise ship. Will you please? Yeah, I agree. I think even on the Prima, they, they transform, uh, it's like a show and then it goes into a nightclub or something. And I don't know. I, I just remember that was some feedback as well on, on the Prima, this kind of awkward, uh, period of time between when they're transforming the space from one thing to the nightclub and they've got to kind of pack up all the seats and stuff. It, and it just killed the vibe from what I heard. Uh, that was the feedback. You just said the word. Yeah. The word is the vibe. And it goes right back to what we talked about at the top of the show where these nightclubs, you can't just freaking put a DJ and a, 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 a you know, basically a, a makeshift dance floor and just call it a nightclub. You just can't do it. There's a reason why on carnival cruise ships from, you know, the fantasy class up through the dream class, they're just built well. They're built to function. They're built to create a certain energy. And these theater type scenarios, these gymnasium type scenarios do not work. Can you call it a nightclub? Will people still dance? Will people? Yes. Fine. But it's not going to be the same um, is what it is. So there's going to be a water slide roller coaster hybrid. Have you heard about this? No, I, I, I haven't done my research on Aqua yet. So you're educating me too. No, that's okay. No, it's just interesting. I don't I don't really know how it works. I looked up a couple of articles to see if I can get a feel, but it's going to have a lift. They kept using the word lift, a magnetic lift, Ryan, dare I say. And that's going to kind of in some way, shape, and form, you're going to be uh, water sliding through this little this course. You're going to go around the funnel at some point, too. Uh, it's going to be a wild, wild ride. I am still, despite having done the research, despite having tried to imagine this in my mind, um, no, it's not connecting with me on how a water slide and roller coaster are going to be the same thing. But hey, that's why we're, that's why that's why they play the game. We're going to find out. Uh, Hull Art. You guys know Hull Art is a big thing on Norwegian. Allison Human, not human as in human being, H-U-E-M-A-N, uh, the first female Hull artist, finally NCL. It's about time. Uh, the, the overall uh, style and concept for the ship is where sky meets sea. And they're going to ideally be, uh, you know, the, the goal is to incorporate some sort of a Greek mythology component there and uh allison human is going to i guess lead the charge with that and that's pretty much it if you have you have anything on aqua or should we get into segment time right let's get into segment time all yeah. right 
All right, cool. First segment up. Let's do this. Me and you have been kind of doing a little bit of a top five thing lately. <clears throat> I don't know if you had a chance to give this any thought yet, but I figured, you know what? We were talking about drinking, which, you know, let's be honest. We often talk about, think about, do and drink. Um, I was thinking about the top five bars to just drink on specific venue venues on cruise ships that I like to across any line, any fleet whatsoever. Um, I'll, I'll start because I don't know if I'm blindsiding you with this or yeah, not. Yeah, no, go for it. Okay. All right. So uh, let's just go no particular order. Okay. We're going to go aft pool on the Carnival Splendor. It's just laid out right. People think I'm crazy. Why the? Eh, just look at the pictures. Just look at the overhead helicopter shots of Carnival Splendor at the aft pool. It's laid out perfectly. Again, going back for the third time about how you create a vibe. And they did it. They were successful. Number two for me, Norwegian Gems Bar City. Okay. It's a little bit of a ragtag type of thing. It's a bunch of different venues. Like if you look at the Norwegian uh, advertisements, you'll think that these are all separate bars, but they're not. They really are basically liquor stands across one place that serves one common area. But I love it because it really uh, creates a bit of a meeting place. Uh, for everybody, you know what I mean? Whether you're at the champagne bar, whether you're at the, you know, the, the whiskey bar, wherever you are, you're going to kind of, I guess, get a feel for who's on that cruise ship and who the drinkers are. And you're going to meet, you're going to be with, and you're going to be having, uh, you know, a little whiskey or a little champagne or a little wine with like-minded people on the Norwegian gem. And let's just say it fits. It's also the default piano bar which I don't like. Again, just having said that, mixing and matching matching venues and using venues for multi-purpose reasons that are sort of a, a quote-unquote force, in this essence, it works. I do like that area as a piano bar. They do a great job. Number three, Atrium Bar on Carnival Paradise. I mean, this feels more like an arena. A, when there's an acoustic guy up there with just a guitar playing Jimmy Buffett's When a Pirate Looks at 40, or when the cruise director descends down and does that name that tune, that elevated high energy name that tune, and the place turns into sort of a nightclub as well. Uh, it's just a very, very nice venue to be in. It just speaks to high levels of energy. <clears throat> That's number three. Number four. Playmakers on Freedom of the Seas, without question, one of my favorite bars. Just because, again, when you when you're in when you're at this bar, when you're at this venue, you are surrounded by TVs, surrounded by good food, good drinks, and you kind of forget that you're on a cruise ship. Not that we're looking to forget we're on a cruise ship, but in this particular venue, it just works. It takes up the entire, uh, you know, it goes from. Uh, Port to starboard the whole way, and it just has a good amount of room. It does. It doesn't feel. It feels like if you were going to build this bar, this bar on land, you wouldn't do it much different, despite having the the constrictions that you would have on a cruise ship. And number five, you guys are going to call bullshit on this. A lot of you are going to say no. You just kind of you know rose colored glasses. No, the aft pool bar on Margaritaville at sea. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes, it's placed perfectly. Yes, it's an island bar with a great staff behind it. Yes, there's an unobstructed view of the sea. And uh, 
I can I, the last five years on any cruise ship, it absolutely was one of my favorite places to be. Um, how do we do, Ryan? Are you ready with yours? I'm good. Yeah, I, some of them may not make much sense, but it's because uh, it's bringing back memories in the moment. So maybe uh, the venue isn't uh, isn't the best, but I have these real fond memories of of spending time there. So I'll just go go down the list. I could probably give you twenty or thirty bars at this point, but. Uh, what stands out to me is the Solarium Bar on Oasis of the Seas. So uh, I really like that venue as a daytime, uh, day drinking kind of spot without kids. But at night, um, they I remember they were doing a lot of the parties up there. Uh, it was like a red party. Uh, and I just remember that night distinctly, and it was a great time up with the, uh, the, out, you know, the outdoor feel of the Solarium uh, the breeze and at night it was just a great concept with that kind of tiered club style uh, layout. I, I really enjoyed uh, number two, probably top siders on the gem or the pearl really just that concept as it is uh, on the smaller NCL pool decks uh, because really you can, you can get your drink on and then you can walk next door uh, to, to get a burger and then just kind of go back and forth all day. I like the idea of having the food right there next to the bar. Um, and I just have, like I said, so many memories there. Uh, <clears throat> also the, uh, probably the district brew house. So I, you know, I always get in a beer mood and, uh, I think Norwegian does, uh, the brewery concept the best, uh, in my experience. Uh, and that's at the district brew house that you can find on the breakaway plus, uh, ships. Uh, on the Anthem of the Seas, the Sky Bar, which is right underneath that North Star uh, mechanical arm, um, I always enjoy sitting up there, kind of getting a bird's eye view of the ship. And uh, and usually there's a good group of people that kind of congregate there and meet there for the week. And uh, every, every time I've been on the Anthem, that's always been a bar that I gravitate toward. Uh, and then I don't know if I've mentioned five. Maybe I did, but... Yeah, if I did, as an honorable mention, the Horizon Pool Bar, uh, which is that aft concept uh, bar, but on the MSC Meraviglia. So again, not a crazy bar when it comes to technology or offering or layout, but just the concept and the memory, uh, the memories back there and having the DJ outside. And that was kind of the nightclub as an outdoor pool, uh, outdoor bar rather. Uh, experience uh, that was uh, that that stands out to me as well. So, great call, great call on both the top sider. I was like, that's right, the top sider does get going, and especially Norwegians very very good at keeping things moving on the pool deck on those um on those older ships, and uh and yes, Meravilla up there at that back that back bar, uh, and that's pretty much the default nightclub on that ship too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I liked it because we had good weather, but for sailings that don't have uh great weather at night, you probably don't because it's uh it's out in the elements and it, it can get a little crowded back there, but I don't know. It was a it's a it was a ship full of New Yorkers and we we made that our spot and you can only imagine how that went. So that was a great place. Uh yeah, that was that was uh I we talked about it on on one of the shows already, but I haven't had that much fun since like <laughs> college spring break. I was up there until two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Uh it was just a a nightlife cruise for me. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised with the Mar- Maravilla in, in that aspect. 
Great, great. I, I'm gonna. I'm now that I'm thinking. I'm sorry. My my thoughts are being jogged. I'm gonna add a couple of uh, um, um, honorable mentions. One of them is a gimmick. While you don't sit there all day, I did enjoy the hell out of the Rising Tide Bar on Oasis Class. It's a crazy concept. You go up and down, but just the thought. It's like a bucket list thing. You tell people, yeah, it was at this bar. This was this elevator, and it's a bar. It's a bar elevator. That's phenomenal. And um, the lime and coconut bar. I do like the lime and coconut bar on those uh, Royal Caribbean ships. I've done them on uh, any anywhere from the Explorer class through the Freedom class, and, and I like that concept. Here's what I was hoping the uh, Red Frog Tiki Bar was going to be on. Because the Red Frog Tiki Bar is a cool little concept, too. On some of the refurbished carnival ships where you go in and it's a little bit of a live music venue, brick and mortar as well, and you kind of walk into them and that's the Red Frog Tiki Bar and it feels like you're actually entering a pub. Uh, meanwhile, I'm leaving out the English pub on on, on Royal Caribbean Concepts. Like I said, yeah, yeah, there's so many, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the alchemy. I mean, you right. Know, I, there's a lot of bars that uh, – But, and, well, but what, I was getting, what I was getting to was that I was hoping – that they would have a hybrid on carnival where, you know, this is what they should build. And this would be very, very unique for a cruise ship and it would work. I'm telling you, it would work. Have it so that it's hybrid inside, outside, have it so that you can go up the stairs and you can go inside, open a door and go into the red frog tiki bar with some beer you know, maybe they still, maybe they moved the draft beer back, the, uh, the, 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 the silos back in there. And then you basically have an island bar and half the island bar serves you just being inside with a band inside. But then also it goes just to, to where it is, the outside part of the deck too. You can be, you can be inside, outside. So like the Red Frog Tiki Bar uh, on carnival celebration is just basically a glorified pool bar you know but if you made it an indoor outdoor venue that would become one of the more popular spots on, on a ship i think if, 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 if you all right another segment new segment i want to try to do a little bit of our version of f marry kill and we've done this in the past and i think we've done it with just cruise ports i think i want to give the credit to ryan i'm um, no i'm sorry um um uh who who was well I'm sorry if I if I don't if I don't remember who exactly did this it is what it is but I'll try to remember and I'll 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 give you the credit when the time is right when time and right being I remember uh <clears throat> we want to basically say the first one you would go there today and live there all day whether it's a place on a ship whatever it is whatever it is this is basically the the um marry version of it so you're you're into this and if you had to pick one this is the one you would do going forward long term you're entering a marriage with this first one the second one is one more day this is you only have one more chance to do this and you can never do it again and you gotta pick it and you gotta make it your last time doing it and then number three is stay away. So the middle one is the F. You know what I mean? You get to you know have your way with it one time and then never again. And then the last one is the kill. Stay away. So move today, one more day, or stay away. And we're going to do today the private island version of this. Um, 
I will do it. And with the three are, and again, when you talk about private islands nowadays, you talk about, I think you're talking a lot about developed versus underdeveloped, you know, basically ones that are designed to just be an oasis relaxation and others that are designed to be, you know, uh, you know, you have your day of thrills like Coco K or, or Castaway K. Um, in this version, I have the chill version. So let's do Half Moon K, Great Stirrup K, and Ocean K Marine Reserve. So I'll go first, and I will say the one that I would like to move to today would be Half Moon K. I am not trying to rhyme at this obnoxious of a level. It's just working out that way. Um, the one I would like to do one more time and call it a day would be Ocean K Marine Reserve. And the one I would kill, a.k.a. stay away, would be Great Stirrup K. Now, I know yours is going to be way different than mine. So uh, what do you got, Ryan? Yeah, I I would say... I would say... Move today, Great Stirrup K. It's funny. Yeah, that I it's knew. almost opposite. Yeah. Uh, one more day... Half Moon K and Stay Away Ocean K, but by all by no means do I do I not enjoy or or did not enjoy Ocean K. Right, but that's if why. you're giving me those three options, that that's my that's my answer. That's the game. It's it's not easy, and that's you know you have when you have to pick, you have to pick. It's none of it's uh, meant to be a disrespect. It's just you know survival of the fittest here. Um, I think you know what. Let's do. You know what we'll do. We've run, we've said a lot. We've said a bunch. Let's do one email, and then let's uh, let's let's live to read some more emails another day. We'll do a, a long one from Dorothy, and then I think we'll uh, save the rest for our next uh, engagement here. Uh, but I would like to say before we do the emails, um, we have a Facebook page. It's the Always Be Both Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. It is where we interact. It's where we connect. It's where we do, I guess, what you would say, the, the, the majority of the community building. You guys can get to know each other. You guys can ask questions. You guys can get questions answered. You can post pictures, whether they're just of your last cruise or whether they're inspiration for your next cruise. You can ask Ryan questions directly. You can ask me direct uh, questions directly uh you have sandy out there you have a bunch of people that are very very active in the group shout out to everybody who's a part of the always be booked cruise and travel lounge on facebook it is a group you just request to join and as long as you don't you know pull any funny business we let you in and it's a happy marriage for a very long-term uh long-term relationship there if you guys want to be a part of the show your emails are a lifeblood of the show always be booked at g i'm sorry tommy at always just hit me up any questions concerns comments corrections whatever you have in your mind regarding cruising uh i would say keep it brief do the best if you can to proofread because i try to read these kind of off the cuff and uh you know it keeps the show moving if we've pre-proofread these uh emails and we're in good shape um i do have a patreon i do a show every single night of the week uh the the, the work week monday through friday uh and i talk about cruising i talk about other things other than cruising gets a little personal sometimes go into a little bit more deep detail than i otherwise would it is uh it's i call it the wake up show but you get access that for eight dollars a month so for five uh days a week 
basically 20 shows a month, $8. Uh, Patreon.com slash always be booked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. Not only do you get the current uh, content, you get hundreds and hundreds of previous episodes. A lot of times I overshare and uh, hopefully, you know, (laughs) none of it's used against me, but there's a lot of stuff on there. If you're bored, and you want to dive deep into the always be booked entity. That's that's the way you do it. And uh, it's a good way to, for you to support this show. You know what I mean? Me and Ryan are out here trying to talk cruising, inspire you guys about cruising. You know, c- continue the, uh, I guess, whether it's a debate, whether it's just us to just, just talking ship with each other. And uh, that is a good way to support that as well. So I will, what we'll do is one email as mentioned, and then we'll break and then we'll jump back into it for the next show. Dear Tommy and Ryan love the new format. Although I enjoyed the old ABB podcast, I'm loving the back and forth between you and Ryan. I'm also enjoying each of your perspectives. One, I agree with you both about not booking airfare through the cruise line. I did that only one time on a cruise to Hawaii and Tahiti back in 2009 when Princess had incredible pricing on airfare that I couldn't pass up. They honored my request to arrive in Honolulu a couple of days early, but other than that, we had no control over anything, seating, connections, flight times, etc. We didn't get to our seat assignments until very close to our flights, and of course, they were terrible. Getting home, they booked us too tight of a connection in LA under an hour for an international flight and we missed our connection which you probably knew you were gonna write before this even happened suffice to say we now book our own airfare uh two as nyc uh as as far as nyc area cruising parking it's ridiculous we live in new jersey we take a car service we cruise out of bayonne for a seven night cruise for us it's less expensive to take the car service rather than drive ourselves out pay tolls and parking and number three I'll end with a question for Ryan. What's your opinion on peer runners? Wow, look at Dorothy trying to stir the pot over here. Okay, Dorothy, I see you. Anyway, thanks for the podcast. I look forward to hearing more shows soon. Ryan, let's start with number three. Work our way back. Go ahead. Are you judging me and my peer running wow. ways? What, what a question. I will say that I've, yeah, I've ran, well, Ran is a is this ran, ran is a strong word, but there's been uh, multiple times where I've been in the last well once twice definitely the last five passengers on board, uh, and then beyond that probably the last ten to fifteen. So I would say three times just off uh, off uh, offhand that I was in a way a peer runner. Um. And so I don't know that I ever plan to do it, right? Like uh, peer running is is uh, as, as a different sp- approach to it <laughs> as a sport, right? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm on the team, uh, but naturally it happens, right? I, I get my booze on here and there, and oh gosh, it's it's time to get back to the ship, and and I do like to press to press it and, uh, and, and take a risk sometimes getting back to the ship. Oh, I got 20 minutes. I can stop in here, grab another beer. Uh, it's usually alcohol, uh, alcohol fueled, uh, but I don't intentionally do it. And, uh, but I also don't, I don't uh, care if, if people are, are, uh, are doing it either. So I always find it interesting when, 
when uh, online, you know, the people come out of the woodworks with with pitchforks and so anti peer runner. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. I'm 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 that kind of traveler though. I'm not. Uh, I don't get upset over things like that. But I don't know. That's probably not the answer that uh, that you want. But uh, I I guess my answer is I don't necessarily have an opinion. I've partaken uh, in it. And, uh, and, you know, I probably still will again in the future. That's, that's the thing. It's just, again, I don't necessarily say people have to, uh, you know, support me in the peer running thing. Uh, I just think it's just very, very odd when you watch some of these peer runner videos and, you know, there is a level of hatred and just disdain that you could hear from the people taking the video, but also the people from neighboring balconies or next to the, and it, they just, it feels like if they had, if they were armed in that moment, they would snipe you out. They just, some people just really don't like it. Leave them there. Leave them for dead. These losers. You know, I mean, I mean, it's really, I think it just goes to like I don't know some people. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble either. So I don't. I just feel like some people just don't like people who just do as they please. You know, people who just kind of again because the truth is, I think when you're lashing out that much hatred at something that really affects you so little, I think the best and most healthy thing you can do is to look internally. You know, are you really concerned? The crew is, guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you for real. The crew is laughing down there. The crew is having fun with it when I'm doing it. I've been on the front lines of the peer runs and I get in there and they see me drunk and they see me running and they see me having fun and they say, you may, you almost lady. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's one that could get into, get in here, you idiot. What are you, what's wrong with you? Come on. But most of the time there, but you know, these people that a, they don't know what they're really mad about. And then B, when they're asked that question, they got to come up with something. So they say, you realize how inconsiderate to the crew you're being? I mean, I don't know. I've asked, I've asked directly and most crew members at most might sometimes be slightly annoyed by it, but you just, you just don't like what you see. You just looking down there and you say, look at this person. They decided that they are going to do what they want to do rather than follow every instruction to the letter of the law like I did. So I'm going to, I'm getting deep here, aren't I, right? Let me calm down, right? Let me just, I was going to say, we could yeah. do a whole show uh, just on fear <laughs> running. You know, yeah, it, it, it's two extremes, right? Two. So, and, and there's a reason why the crew has to be back on board a half hour early because they're doing their own peer run. You just don't see it. Because they've got a certain time to be on board, and I know they push their land time to the max too. So yeah, I, I don't think it's harmful in any way. And you don't know what these people are going through. I mean, uh, for the most part, they're probably drinking somewhere and and uh, and didn't leave when they should have. But at the same time, you know, someone could have got a flat tire. Or some, I mean, these people are screaming from the balconies like the profanities, and you don't know what these people are going through. They've probably been in contact with the ship. Uh, uh, in some cases, but yeah, for me, it's always, uh, I wanted to hit an yeah. extra bar. This when is, I I'm just saying, just manage the, manage the level of just, I mean, the hate you spew over that balcony. It's not really, what is this? If it doesn't apply, let it fly. All right. As far as New York city, uh, parking. Yeah. I mean, I, the New York city is the greatest place in the world. It's my favorite place in the world. It's my home. Uh, uh 
the other side of it is getting anywhere, parking, transportation in New York City is something you have to deal with rather than enjoy or expect any level of convenience from. I would, whenever possible, I would say uh, take take transportation to the to the cruise port in New York, right, Ryan? Yeah, whether yeah. it's private or public, right? I know it's not preferred to carry your luggage on a train or, or whatnot, but in a way, it's really one of the most convenient uh, departure places in, in my experience, right? Even like Bayonne, New Jersey, I can't necessarily, well, I've done it, I can Uber there, but that, that lends itself to be more of a drive there and park at the pier. New York, I mean, in a way, it's it's super convenient. You can get there by many different methods. Uh, I understand the price per day to park is is high, but at the end of the day, you don't necessarily have to do it. So it's all what what you know you need or what's more convenient for you. And I agree, it's probably one of the most expensive per day rates uh, in this country and maybe uh, maybe uh, other countries too. So uh, I'm lucky enough where I can just pay for the Uber. Yeah. No, it's New it's New York City. It's New York doing New York things, you know. If you if yep. it's a candy bar and you bought it in New York, there's a pretty good chance it's going to be up there with the most expensive candy bars that you're going to buy. Uh whatever it is, but the first point uh Dorothy was basically you just kind of agreeing with us that we all agree, <clears throat> you know, booking airfare through the cruise line, whether you're flying yourself or whether you're a travel agent trying to book the airfare, uh, it gets dicey. It gets sticky, and it's um, you don't have a lot of control. So I agree. Book your airfare with uh, you know, directly on your own. I think that's the way to go. Any any other closing thoughts on that? No, I agree. I agree completely. What else? Any closing thoughts on anything else? It's happy. I'm I'm happy to be back with you there, buddy. No, yeah. Now we got to get back in the rhythm and. Uh... And uh, yeah, no, it's great to be back. I'm I'm glad you're you're settled uh, in your next chapter here, and I'm excited to be uh, getting on a ship soon. So I have to do my chores over the next few days Absolutely. to make sure I'm prepared for that. But let's try to uh, let's try to get something out next week uh, when I'm back on land. But uh, but it's great. No, it's great to be back. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. Well, let's just, you know, like I said, remind you, uh, emails. We always want emails. We can never have too many emails. Lifeblood, show, whole thing, whatever, this and that. Uh, Facebook group, always be book cruise and travel on Facebook. By the way, Instagram too. We're trying to be a little active there. I dropped a reel today about a local Italian. You know what they're doing, right? They got this um, uh, the pasta place. I saw They make it. fresh pasta, and then they just have sauce already. They toss it in the sauce and they put it in like a Chinese food container. Freaking genius. It's like one of those things. Let's like propose it for a show. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Why didn't I think of this? This is like a, a combination between these pasta bar and, um, and, 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 and street eats on carnival. But again, Tommy at always If you want to book a cruise or if you want to be a part of the show, you guys are the best boat drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads Jimmy
It's a perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat is from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up